the dead man had been taken into a cave with two others and both of them both of them why is it i thought there were three of them <laughs> anyway this is what it says you know those three those three person pairs I, I talk about them in my story sometimes it says uh <laughs> been taken into a cave with two others and both of them had been killed by dynamite that was then thrown in after them. Yet the dynamite also blew a hole in the side of the cave, allowing light to flood into the darkened interior. I feel like killing someone by dynamite is very Looney Tunes. <laughs> right? Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with SNM. Hello. We are on episode 33. And how are you today? Fine. You're fine? Like for real fine? Oh yeah, I'm okay. You're okay? <laughs> I'm okay. It's been a week, but I'm okay. No. Yeah. I, I finished my Spider-Man game. You did? I finished, I finished the shit out of it. Like I 100 percent of it. I did all the activities. Yeah. It's pretty, and it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. You seem really intrigued. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm not really intrigued. I... For anybody who cares, it is the best Spider-Man game out there easily. And one of the greatest, one of the greatest comic book games besides like the Batman Arkham series. I'd put it up there with that. I don't know if it's better than Arkham or not, but it's, it's definitely up there. So that's nice. Do you want to hear my new story? <laughs> hey. Don't hear my news story. I have a news story. Does it have to do with children dying of cancer? No, you'll like this one. It has to do with murder. That makes me sound <laughs> like a totally different person than I am. <laughs> you love murder. <laughs> do, do, how many podcasts and shows do you watch about murder? All right, far enough. Go ahead. All right. So this is from the mirror in from from the UK. Yeah. It was published a few days ago. Headline, murdered man's body found after tree unusual for the area grew from a seed in his stomach. Hmm. <laughs> so a missing man who was murdered more than 40 years ago has been found after a seed from a fig in his stomach grew into a tree. And this is uh, some other country, so I'm going to have a terrible time with these names. Uh, his name is Ahmet Hergun. Her, what country was this? I don't know. Uh, let's see if it says. That seems like poor reporting. I'm just reading the article. That's all incidental. The fact that the, the way they found his body is, is the interesting thing. All right. So this tree was spotted in 2011 by a researcher who was curious as to how the tree had ended up in this cave. And especially in a mountainous area where it was not usually found. While carrying out his research and digging around the tree... He was then horrified to find a human body underneath and raise the alarm. On digging further, police recovered a total of three bodies. Uh, I don't. I can't, oh. I can't pronounce her name. Mooner. Mooner. I, I don't know. Munner added that her brother was believed to have been the one that had eaten the fig that grew into a tree. Because he was a big fig enthusiast. So, <laughs> I guess she's claiming that she says, uh, the fig remnants in my brother's stomach grew into a tree as the sun crept into the cave through the hole made by the explosion. Now, explosion. This is how they were killed. They were, they were tossed, they were thrown in this cave, and then they threw dynamite in the cave to kill them. The dynamite blew a hole in the cave, 
allowing sunlight and rain to get in. And as his body decayed and the seed was left, the seed was fertilized and grew. And that's how they found if this. that was in a movie, you would think it was awfully convoluted. It, right? <laughs> it's, it sounds made up, right? You'd be like, OK, this is a little far fetched, but OK. Yeah. And he was killed in 1974 with dynamite. But his body remained undiscovered for decades. Did did she know he had been killed by dynamite in 1974? Uh, like, how did they now. know she's 87? We used to live in a village with a population of 4,000 half Greek, half Turkish. In 1974, the disturbances began. My brother Ahmed joined the Turkish resistance organization. On June 10th, the Greeks took him away. For years, we searched for my brother in vain. So, oh, so it was common to get taken away and killed by dynamite. I don't know about the dynamite thing. Well, how did they know? I mean, you just told me that he was like taken to a cave and killed by dynamite. And you acted like it was fact. Well, that's what they said in the story. So therefore, it must have been common back then. So it says uh, the dead man had been taken into a cave with two others and both of them. Both of them. Why is it? I thought there were three of them. <laughs> Anyway, this is what it says. You know, those three those three person pairs. I talk about them in my story sometimes. It says, uh, <laughs> been taken into a cave with two others, and both of them had been killed by dynamite that was then thrown in after them. Yet the dynamite also blew a hole in the side of the cave, allowing light to flood into the darkened interior. I feel like killing someone by dynamite is very Looney Tunes. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I've, isn't dynamite, what do you think, that's more expensive than bullets? Maybe not. I guess it can be cheap to make dynamite, according to the Joker in The Dark Knight. So what are you trying to accomplish, Sam? So, How yeah, can I help you? that's not a terribly upsetting story for you, I don't think. No, it involves dynamite and also <laughs> fig trees. All right. So Finally we, got the dog settled, so we can continue with the podcast now. So what do, you, do you want to go first? No, I want to go second. Oh, because I'm going to trap you into one of those things you did to me last week. <laughs> I trapped you? Yeah. There was entrapment? There was entrapment. I was like, let's do the same thing that we always do every week where we talk and then about I, Oh, shit I made you engage. Yeah. <laughs> I and instead you were like, and instead of listening and playing on your phone, you're going to have to talk to me. And I was like, oh, so now I'm going to make you do that to me. Now, every time I touch my nose, I think about it since you told me that I touch my nose a lot. So now I feel like yeah, I feel so, like <laughs> I, people are like, he probably does cocaine because <laughs> I'm always touching my nose. But it itches. But also that's body language. So maybe people think you lie. Because oh. people say when you touch your nose after you say a statement that you're lying. Oh, but my nose itches right now. <laughs> it's because you're a fucking liar. <laughs> It'll scratch it. I don't care. <laughs> so we have been filming. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel which I'm 100% sure you haven't because we, <laughs> we have, have four, four subscribers. subscribers. <laughs> so, and we're two of them. <laughs> and we're two of them. And I know who one of the other ones are, but I don't know who the fourth one is. But um, yeah, so on our YouTube channel, I've been putting up here and there. It's like it's a work in progress. We're still trying to figure out what the formula is there. But we, we film like bits and pieces. We don't film the whole episode. And when I go to edit, I notice that I clearly have ADD. I fidget the entire show. Oh, my God, Sean, you're touching your nose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Sean touches his nose the entire show. And I fidget. Like, my fingers are constantly moving and touching things. And, like, I'm either touching my phone or I'm touching a blanket. It's quite distracting. So 
Not going to be surprised if those videos videos don't make it. Clearly not professionals here. Yeah. All right. So I was going to talk. I'm going to talk about. We are not going to do housekeeping. Oh, I always forget housekeeping. Housekeeping. When I say like, hey, what do you want to talk about? You should just be like, oh, you didn't let's do it. housekeeping. You didn't like, say it. You, you could have like, just done that. You, you always said, wait until I'm ready to start. And then you're like, housekeeping. <laughs> like, you know, I never remember. You're always like, just say how it. was your week? And I'm like, yeah, fine. We talked. My week was professionally very good. Okay. So big things coming down the pipeline for everybody involved. But you know, I never think about housekeeping. So you should but just launch right into that. Housekeeping. We should have like a little, like a little sound bit for that yeah i'm gonna work on that my nose is just so bad i don't know why i don't know if it Dude, always i touch my bad. scalp a lot like you you think i'd have like i have like mites or something because <sighs> i do that but i did wash my hair today so if you are on youtube you get to see me i have makeup on and everything so looking kind of fancy in my right. old lady cardigan housekeeping sean is currently wearing the crowley shirt from the merch collection it is amazing i strongly recommend you pick one up it is styled after the famous kramer portrait (laughs) from seinfeld (laughs) um other housekeeping no that's pretty much it we don't really have anything else rate review subscribe IsleyBrosApparel.com. IsleyBrosApparel.com. CoupleGoalsPodcast.com. The Instagram's starting to pick up a little more. Yeah. And uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, whatever, dude. Yeah. Join the Facebook group. Facebook pages are dead. <laughs> We're around. You can always find us. Yeah. If you have any suggestions, well, send had, them through. I had a thing. Um, so we've been talking about doing keto again, right? The ketogenic diet. Should we explain that for some of our listeners who don't know what it is, even though we have listeners who are literally on it on it right now. But the yeah. ketogenic diet is a diet that consists of what, 70, 75 percent fat mm-hmm. is your fat intake, 20 percent protein, like less than 5 percent carbs. Right. Right. I do. Every person's different. You should really figure out your own macros. But but yeah. so, it, that's the basic gist of it. It's mostly it's a fat based diet. I we, we did fat, it low carb. We did it in august we did september last year you did it i started august 15th okay of 2017 and i did it through october of 2017 i went off the wagon at halloween (laughs) i did it for 30 i started well you started because i started and it was it was august 15th i I thought i just did it for the month of september i can tell you the exact date that i did so did i go all the way through september then i thought i only did it for 30 days maybe i made it through the month of september I don't remember. I know I didn't go past September 30th. Though. I have a YouTube channel where I documented it. But friend of the show, Stacy, is always. Oh, yeah. Stacy's all. She's, she's, she's killing it on keto. I don't know how she does it because I can't. I couldn't just live on keto. Like she that. made it a lifestyle change. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. But anyway, but we've been talking about doing it again. I've been doing it again on like mostly until yesterday when I had poutine. <laughs> and the day before when i get cats but like i have to go shopping first I, I gotta get certain food we have to get certain food out of the house before i can do a keto diet well since august 29th i weighed myself this morning yeah since august 29th i am down 12 pounds nice yeah that diet's crazy i need because of that wedding i um bought a dress that i would like to lose another 11 pounds yeah. To to fit comfortably. 
Yeah, I lost 17 pounds that over that time frame, that 30 days or whatever. Yeah. That was significant. I've I've put it all back on since then. Yeah, I mean at least I haven't gone works. I haven't gotten fatter. It works. And I mean, I'm I'm doing lazy keto right now. That's what I call it. Where it's like I do it for the most part. Yeah. And I do intermittent fasting. It's a huge part of how I do keto. Yeah. Like I go I go like 18, 20 hours without eating and then I'll eat Oof, like I can do that. I'll do I'll eat like six to four hours. That'll be my eating <clears throat> window. No. Yeah. Sometimes I accidentally go 24 hours without eating and then I'll eat for an hour <laughs> and then I'll go another, you know, so it's it's not. Yeah, but we're doing that. I, you wanted to bring that up on the podcast. That's good. <laughs> That's, Actually, I had a question for Stacy. I thought I'd just ask on the podcast. Cause oh, I know she listens. Yeah. But I'm wondering if she drinks anything with artificial sweeteners in it. And if so, what like kind how of much? artificial sweeteners? I mean, if she Are just drink, like a Diet Pepsi or oh. Crystal Light or, you know, like just like the regular artificial, not the erythritol like, or anything like that. Just stuff you go into a gas station when you're thirsty and So you're you wondering about sweet. like a Diet Coke or a Diet. Yeah, you know, Diet Soda. and well, Crystal Light is my main thing. I, I like the, the lemonade, but I would probably do like artificially sweetened tea. I don't like diet soda at all, but I'm curious if she drinks that. And I think Steve, other friend of the show, he drinks diet Coke when he does keto. Uh, he doesn't like he hasn't done like a lifestyle change, but he he's done it off and on. He did it recently. He did it. He did it at the same time we did it last year. Yeah. And and then him and, and his wife, Kristen, have been doing it off and on and he's lost a bunch of weight, too. But yeah, Stacy, do you do you drink artificial sweeteners or use artificial sweeteners? Let us know. We could probably have asked you on <clears throat> Facebook and already have our answer, but <laughs> it's fun this way. Now we'll know if you listened. <laughs> we'll know when you listen. Yeah. It's important for we'll our statistics. Know. We'll know when you Stacey's actually listen. Stacy's not listening until Thursday. <laughs> Step it up. We'll know when you listen based on you when you respond. All right, so you want me to go? Yeah, you go first because I'm I felt entrapped last week, so therefore <laughs> I'm doing this to you this week. Well, I haven't talked a lot about video games on the show, even though oh, that's I one thought, of my favorite hobbies. I thought you were gonna be like, I haven't talked a lot a lot about Spider Man, so <laughs> more Spider Man. Do you want to hear more about Spider Man? No, I'm good. I got more Spider Man. But no, I haven't talked a lot about video games, even though I love video games. I think they're they're a better form of entertainment than movies even or they can be when when they're done well and almost everybody plays video games if you think about your phone apps and everything like that but yeah. i still feel like there's a stigma attached to people who play video games though do you feel that way you're just staring at me no oh, i do think there's a stigma and it's actually something that that i made a facebook post that was a memory that i shared the other day yeah and i don't remember the original encounter yeah. I have no idea who I was talking to originally, but it was a memory that showed up on Facebook where I was telling some dumb bitch, <laughs> like, your apps are games. So right. Stop trying to make people feel bad about playing video games. Right. Like It's weird how it's I looked down PS4. on as being juvenile. I, right. I, like, I don't get it. People get together and play board games, maybe because that's social and they're in the same room. That's OK. There's nothing wrong with that either. 
people watch other people play games. They watch sports. They watch they watch multimillionaires play games. But right. if you sit down and engage in a video game, it's it can be looked down on as like dorky or juvenile or whatever. And that's always that, that's just weird to me, especially oh, as, yeah. as the media grows. But anyway, the other reason I haven't really talked much about games, though, is I, I find that. Well, one, you're not really interested in talking about video games. So that me? makes it very one sided. Yeah. To just do like, yeah, this is coming out this week and I'm stoked. And what do you think? And you're like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you play. Who cares? Um. But it's also it can be hard to make video games interesting. I don't want to just recap video games. Uh, so, however, I I think there's been some events that are worth talking about that maybe people even that that aren't gamers might enjoy hearing about. And the first one I'm going to talk about is the great video game crash of 1983. So you were like two years old, right? You're like, right? Do you know that that's how old I was? Yes. Okay. What is that face you're making at me? Just, you... How could there be a crash? Like Nintendo just happened. How could there be a crash? All right. Well, here's the thing. I remember this because. All right. Well, I got to go through my history here. My personal history, which is. We should just be called the gong show with the amount the dogs hit our mics. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the dogs are going nuts out there, so they need to they need to participate. Come on. Lay down. No one cares. Come lay down. Come on. Crowley, lay down. Sam, lay down. Good boy. I'm going to take Crowley's spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he cares about. Sam's like, I got it made. Crowley, come lay down. Crowley's like, I got to go investigate the kitchen. Now he needs water. <laughs> it's thirsty being a puppy. Yeah. So that's just what. Oh, your topic's making me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what I just don't understand. It's like video games like just started. How could there be a crash? Well, this is what I remember. We had a neighbor that uh, my, my sister's friend, Liz, and her sister, uh, Jenny. And they had an Atari system. And we would go over there and like first my first memory of a video game was playing Space Invaders over at their house. I played the shit out of Space Invaders. Uh, and then I had a, like a cousin that had a game system and I was always trying to play video games. I never actually had one, but uh, anywhere I went that they had a game system, I, I was trying to play. I remember playing Zaxxon a lot. I remember my cousins had a system, some system called a Vectrex, which was made up because nope. I've never heard of it. It was it had its a monitor integrated into it, it had like a black and white monitor. And you played these vector based vector graphics based games on it. And that that's what it supported. But I was I was I was in love with video. Games. I loved going to the grocery store and there would be a Pac-Man game or a Donkey Kong or Galaga or whatever. And begging for a quarter to go play or altered beasts. I don't that was years later. This was yeah, like early 80s. Pizza Hut. So. But then and this is where the crash took place. Games just disappeared. There was a time where. Like it, it was like they it was so weird because no, nobody seemed to have any interest in them anymore. It was like it was like Guitar Hero. You remember how Guitar Hero was huge and then, and then there was, was like, rock band and every, and then all of a sudden 
just everybody was like, and we're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the, the Tony or the skateboarding games. Skateboarding games were huge for so many years. And then everybody's like, hey, no more skateboarding games. I'm fucking done with skateboarding games. Yeah. And that's how it was with like all video games. And I didn't know why until years later. So we're going to go into why and what happened. And that was 83. The NES didn't come out in America until like late 85 or 86. I can't find like a firm date. There was like a New York release. Like a limited market release in in the eight in eighty five. Do you know how much it cost at release? Two hundred dollars. That's it. Yeah, but back then with inflation, that's you know over four hundred dollars now. Oh. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. So, uh, some of the reasons for oh, of course, <laughs> it just it just disappeared off my screen when I finally go to look at it. Now, we'll, we'll go into this. A lot of people might know about this, but uh, one of the last games made for the Atari was E.T., which was based on the, the hit Steven Spielberg movie of the same name. And Why Atari basically uh, this game was made in like a, a matter of months to, to coincide with the movie. And Atari gambled big on it, made way too many and literally ended up burying thousands of copies in a landfill in a desert because they had so many unsold copies. And then on top of that, the game was fucking terrible. <laughs> like yeah. It consisted of, did you play it? No, but I bet. Why? Why would you think it's terrible? Because E.T. is a terribly sad movie. Do you think the Atari was capable of conveying the emotions of the movie? Well, no. Because <laughs> no, it, it was like a four color machine. No, it was terrible because it was just like E.T. You go from screen to screen and then you would fall in a pit and you would try to get out of the pit and like like use your levitation power. And it was it was fucking terrible. And that was considered considered the reason it was like, OK, Atari went under because of this E.T. game, which was a contributor. But there were, there were actually other factors. So. Uh, all right. Some other factors. So the Atari 2600 uh, came out with a version of Pac-Man in 1982, which was a big deal. Pac-Man was. You know, the uh, it, it was a very big game at the time. Mm-hmm. It was the Fortnite of its day, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what Pac-Man was. All the kids wanted to play Pac-Man. There was a song. You remember the you remember the Pac-Man? There was like a music video and shit. It was fucking crazy. Pac-Mania. I didn't really play Pac-Man. So I'm a trendsetter in the other way, where I don't give a fuck. And uh, a lot of this information is just coming from IGN.com. So. All right, so Pac-Man came to the Atari 2600. However, it was very rushed, and it wasn't it wasn't very good. And also, here, here's the thing: Atari, full of its self confidence, they ordered 12 million copies of the game be made. 12 million copies of this game. How now, many Ataris had sold at this point? That's a very good question. About 10 million. <laughs> so. Wait, here's their reasoning. So they thought that every single owner would buy this game, which, I mean, that's so rare. That's incredibly rare. And that an additional 2 million consumers would buy a 2600 just to play Pac-Man. They ended up selling 7 million copies. So they had That's about how many I would have suggested they make. Okay. So, but yeah, you can't figure every say, single owner is going to buy a copy. I would say seven to eight million copies made. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if you sell out, then you make more. Right. I would even go like five or six. 
Like, no. but also just you know, depending on sales of other games, I'm sure. But they that's how overconfident they were. So another reason was anybody could make games for the Atari. Now, I don't, I don't know if you remember this about the NES, but it had a little gold seal of quality on their games. Do you? And they, I think they still use it, actually. But it's just like a logo it. now. But like the reason Nintendo did that was base they they controlled who could make games. Like they had to, it was licensing and all this stuff. Uh, with Atari, anybody could make games. And the problem with that was they, people would make shitty games with beautiful cover art and you didn't have the oh. game coverage. And you know what I mean? So you would be like, this game looks amazing. And then you buy it and it was utter garbage. Pop it in and it was Yes. Like, and there, w- there was no quality control like there is, uh, like there was with the Nintendo. Oh, speaking of Nintendo, I really want to play Paperboy. <laughs> you do love your Paperboy. Paperboy's the best. So basically, you had a few different factors. Um, but ba- Atari was... They, they brought about their own downfall, basically, though. By sucking. By b- being overconfident. Uh, they, they underpaid their developers. They didn't they give them like, enough time. There are 10 million consoles on the market. Let's make 12 million. 12 million. Listen. Like, games nowadays don't sell that much. But like, listen, they do over like years and years. That's. That's just business one one. Yeah. So, like I said, and the way I remember it is I just remember no one cared about games anymore. They were gone. And then here comes Nintendo out of nowhere with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now we're going to get a little bit into now, everybody knows what the NES looks like. The original Nintendo looks like the reason they designed it to look that way with the with the closed front and everything is they didn't want it to look anything like an Atari. They didn't call their games games. They they called them like game packs. They didn't want it like they didn't call it cartridges. They had different names. They called it a control deck, not a game system. Like they had all these different names. They wanted to be. <laughs> Like, they wanted to be now do you know anything about nintendo prior to the the, no, uh, the video I can games just answer this no when do you think nintendo was formed just to rant 1962 1889 yeah that's what i meant <laughs> like but you wouldn't think that right you think of a video game company you never heard of them until because, video games so they what were they doing like cards yes that's okay. exactly what they were why do well, you know that well, because 1800s, like, what else could you be doing? <laughs> dies? I guess it could be doing dice. And so, yeah, they did something called Hanafuda cards, which were a Japanese gambling card. See, like what? That was just me using my knowledge of history. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm trying so hard not to fidget. Yeah. Because of video. All right. So this information is from uh, history.com. Actually, so it all started in 1980 or I'm sorry, 1889 when Fusajiro Yamauchi founded a small company named Nintendo Kopai to manufacture Hanafuda type of Japanese gambling cards. The word Nintendo translates roughly to luck heaven hall or a place where your fortune is placed in the hands of the gods. Business boob for many decades. Nintendo is still one of the top Hanafuda manufacturers in the world. Oh, so they're still making those cards. Apparently. But when Yamauchi's grandson Hiroshi took over in 1956, he began looking for ways to diversify their income streams. That's right. 
So he tried his hand at some outside-the-box type stuff. Uh, there were instant rice packets, uh, love hotels catering to couples. <laughs> What's that face? Uh, taxi cab company and some other missteps. In some other missteps. They were like brothels? Not great. <laughs> in the late 1960s, uh, started gaining a foothold in Japan's electronic toys market. When he saw the, the success of the home computer and arcade company Atari in the 70s, he set his sights on video games. He was like, okay, so brothels didn't work out and neither did taxis. But you know what might do great? <laughs> video games. Right. And he was right. He's so like, I had a really good idea for Paperboy. You deliver paper and they sometimes... Did not, they did not develop Paperboy. That was another company. Sometimes you get chased by a woman... <laughs> Who is in her bathrobe. That was that was on the Nintendo, but it was But wasn't. other times the dog chases you, and sometimes there's a rogue tire that'll just come flying out of a garage. So anyway, their first game console came out in 1977. It was called uh the color TV game. <laughs> Home video game console. That's a little on the nose. Yeah. It came preloaded with several versions of the same game. <laughs> it was okay. Nintendo's version of Pong. Oh. And it would sell about 3 million units. So that was only in Japan. So then he turned to arcades. They made some game called Radar Scope. They made about 3,000 of these Radar Scope units. Uh, sent them to America. However, vendors found the game too similar to Space Invaders and were turned off by the noises and beeps that it constantly made. So they were left with about 2,000 unsold radar scope machines. <laughs> when did they get to Mario Brothers? Well, before Mario Brothers, do you, do you know the first game Mario appeared in? Mario Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong was oh, the first I, game. I'm not a Donkey Kong person. Yeah, so Donkey Kong is... What? Ooh, I rubbed my nose after I said that. Do you think that means I'm actually a Donkey Kong person? No, I think your nose probably itched. It did. It's because I'm picking at this blanket because of my ADD. Do you know who Shigeru Miyamoto is? Yes. Do you? <laughs> he created Mario and Zelda and a bunch of other... I know who Miyamoto is, but I, didn't know, uh, I don't know this first name. Yeah. So they asked him to develop a game, but he wasn't a programmer. So he was an artist. So he approached it differently and came up with like a, a story first. And he kind of based it on Popeye. And that's how he came up with Donkey Kong. Popeye the same. Instead of Bluto, you had a giant ape. Instead of olive oil, you had Pauline. Who's Pauline? The, the girl that Donkey Kong is always, uh, that you have to rescue Isn't from Donkey Kong. Isn't that the King Kong story? Yeah. So but didn't he just do the King Kong story? <laughs> it says here... It's, it, he based it on Popeye. Maybe he hadn't seen King Kong. So then, and then they had a carpenter in the game named Jumpman. Is that Mario? Who later became known as Mario because the way Mario got his name is prior to the release of Donkey Kong in 1981. Uh, Nintendo of America had rented a New Jersey warehouse where all these radar scope games were sitting around collecting <laughs> dust, and they rented it from a man named Mario Segal. Uh, because yeah, so many it was New Jersey, because so many of the company's resources were tied up in the development of Donkey Kong, they fell behind on the rent for this warehouse. So Seagal paid the company president a visit 
He's very angry, demanding payment. He was all like, I'll break your legs. My name's Mario, and I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> so they, they My sure accents are like. They're, they're spot on. I know. It's like a Mario. They, uh, they promised him they would pay. And then they started jokingly calling the character Mario because of that guy. So that's how Mario got his name from some cantankerous landlord in New Jersey. It's like, obey me, Wario. Destroy Mario. So Donkey Kong became a huge success. This was one of the first games where you could jump. Ever? Yeah. It's one of the first video games where your character could jump. Remember, remember when we play like Halo and you would like stumble upon a rock and you couldn't get over it? Like yeah. you couldn't just walk over it. Right. You'd have to he like do a whole jump. Yeah, you'd have to jump like six feet in the air to get over a three inch rock. Thank God for Mario, you wouldn't even be able to do that. There's still geometry issues in games. I remember playing Half-Life, and you play as as a scientist named Gordon Freeman, and he's a skinny guy. Yeah. And you would go to walk through a doorway, and it was like your shoulders were giant all of a sudden. You'd have to, like, adjust every time you went through the (laughs) fucking doors. I didn't understand it. And the box art, he looks very skinny. Why can't I walk through a fucking doorway? (laughs) (sighs) games so yeah basically nintendo saved the video game industry nintendo and mario and mario eventually had mario eventually there was mario brothers and there was super mario brothers and mario is basically the mickey mouse of video games yeah everybody likes mario everybody likes mario he's ubiquitous and he's almost always in quality games i should have known that you were going to be talking about mario because it's all you've been playing since you've been, you beat Spider-Man. I had to go back to Mario Odyssey and collect more moons. Even You're though I finished like, it a year ago. In the air, don't jump. use licensed music. <laughs> we don't have the budget. What are you doing? <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I'm singing a different song. I don't think so. I think so. But yeah, Mario Odyssey is, is fucking... It's the best Mario game since Mario 64. Yeah. Sean's been playing Mario a lot. I found this bit of paper and to try and soothe my... I understand fidget spinners now. Like, I get it. You need something to fidget. I don't. Oh, my God. I just play with my nose. Apparently. I don't know that that's better. Oh, I go next. Yeah. This is How to Podcast by Isley. I have a work email. Um, so... This a week, I'm actually going to, we're going to do something a little different since you bamboozled me last week. I didn't think that was that big of a deal <laughs> to try to engage you in some way. We were changing the format of the show. Okay. That's what you did. Without checking with the producer. Without checking with the goddamn producer. Yeah. Which is me. It says so on my LinkedIn. Yeah. Also, my resume available at MaggieIsley.com if anyone's looking for a digital strategist. So, plug. This week, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay. I want to I stay in, like, kind of a spooky, unsolved mysteries type of theme for me for, uh, from now until Halloween. Yeah. I just kind of want to keep it, like, you know. But I also want to... Kind of keep the format that you introduced. Like, maybe not every week, but I do like it. I, I like where it's going. I like I like that it's a little weird and a little different and a little bit more conversational. All right. So, as soon as I find my notes, 
We're going to go down that. Here it is. We are going to start with the usual. I'm going to tell you a quick story. All right. And then we're going to converse about it. Okay. Open discourse, if you will. Okay. The story is of the Atlas Vampire Murder. You ever heard of this? No. Okay. It's an unsolved murder case dating all the way back to 1932. And it was given the name the Atlas Vampire Murder after the neighborhood that it took place in in Stockholm, Sweden. On May 4th... Is it a vampire neighborhood? No. Is this a neighborhood of vampires? It was the Atlas neighborhood. Oh. On May 4th, 1932, Lily Lindstrom, a 32-year-old prostitute who was known in her building as the call girl because only her room contained a phone, was found dead in her apartment. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this is the origin of the term call girl? Yeah. Really? Whatever prostitute had the phone. Was the call girl. Huh. Yeah. Like, more people in that building were prostitutes, but she was the one with the phone. Right. So she was the call girl. Hmm. So she was found dead in her apartment. Police who had been alerted to Lily's days-long absence by Minnie Jansen. I like that in, like, that side of... I could say that side of town, but it's Sweden, so that side of the world. They all have, like, a ton of S's. Yeah. Like, instead of just one S, they're, like, two S's. So she was a 35-year-old prostitute and friend of Lily's who lived downstairs, and she found Lily's body face down on her bed, and she was naked, And her clothes had been neatly folded on the chair next to the body. But it was clear to police that Lily had been dead for two to three days and that she had been engaged in sexual activity right before being murdered. And there was a used condom still in Lily's anus. Oh. Okay, so. The cause of death had been repeated blows from a blunt object next to Lily's head. All right, I'm I'm sorry. I got to go back to the condom thing. Like, did, do you think it came off in there? Do you think he put it in there afterwards? I'm just a little confused by that. I, I'll go into that theory. I have very short notes on this. I don't okay. even have one full page of notes. Okay. So we'll just, and then we can, but we can revisit that. But yeah, it seems like he, he like just took it off in there. Like he like, he like, Pulled out and left it in there. I mean, that's not usually... They usually don't come off like that. One of the theories is that he donkey punched her and it uh, killed her and he wasn't expecting that. Oh. Disturbingly, later investigations revealed that most, if not all, of Lily's blood had been drained. Saliva was also found on Lily's neck and body and police soon began to fear that the blood-stained gravy ladle found in Lily's room had been used to drink her blood. Thus, the Atlas Vampire got his name. A the, ladle to drink blood. Holy to shit. To drink it. Drink That's it out serious of, business. Be like, oh, now that I've got all this blood, I'll just drink it right out of this ladles. Did she not have any cups? <laughs> like what did he ladle it out of can't ladle out of someone's body lily had last been seen alive by minnie 
Days earlier, Minnie claimed that Lily had come down twice in order to borrow condoms. Then around 9 p.m., she came back down with just a coat on covering her nude body. After these events, Lily disappeared. Worried, Minnie rang Lily's room only to receive no answer. So then when Minnie went up to her room and like knocked, she failed to hear Lily even on the other side of the door. So she called police. One item that received a great deal of attention from the Stockholm police was the condom in Lily's anus. Yeah. Because of its positioning, detectives believed that Lily, that the killer and Lily were engaging in anal sex when the killer used an object to strike the back of her head. So that's when they think it was a was just like a donkey punch. Yeah. In order to heighten his own orgasm. This means he was tr- he actually killed her out of like sexual perversion. Gotcha. That would explain now why the condom might have been if if it's true what they say about a donkey punch that your whole body seizes up. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Another indication of how the killer's personality was was how was how clean the apartment was. There was no blood anywhere. That's crazy. And despite bashing her head in, there was no blood evidence left, and he folded Lily's clothes and left them. There, were there any other incidents? It was just a one-time nope. thing? It's a one-time thing. It was a one-time wow. thing. There were no suspects because there couldn't possibly be suspects because there was no DNA. Yeah. I mean, there was DNA. He literally left a loaded condom in her butt. Right. But there's... <laughs> well, there's our episode title. <laughs> But like there was nothing that they could do with that. And there was saliva on her neck from him trying to be a vampire or whatever. It's a John Mulaney bit. Wow. Look at all this blood. Clean Clean it up. up. (laughs) But there was no blood because he drank it all. But like you can't. Look at all this cum. If you you drink, like I was reading on the Reddit threads and it said if you drink that much blood, like you'll die. Like you can't drink that much human blood. Maybe he took it. You know what I mean? Maybe he was ladling, ladling it into like a Ziploc bag. Yeah, or some kind of container. It was like, later on, this will make a great stew. Yeah. Because you would think there would also be the mystery of the guy who died from drinking too much blood. <laughs> when, where did he get this blood? <laughs> right. So, telling you that story, it's a short one. It's a short unsolved mystery because that's yep. kind of the, that's my path for... For the next couple episodes is just unsolved weird shit. Like we could talk about D.B. Cooper. We could talk about Lizzie Borden. Like we can talk about all kinds of crazy shit. Right. Okay. But. For you, you don't like murder. I do not. I I don't think that's weird to not like murder. <laughs> to be like but murder like, bad. You know how there's like. But yet there are like. So many people who love true crime. Yes. I don't understand it. I think they're mostly women. And when I, when we... Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. But when we started this podcast, I was like, oh, he's sitting on my phone. Oh, Lord, the dog just sat on my phone. End of the world. (laughs) So when we started this podcast, like, part of the original idea was we would each bring a topic. Yeah. And my topic was going to be true crime every week. Like, that was part of my... Like, I wanted true crime. I wanted paranormal. Like, I wanted this. Yeah. But I could tell when we started off that way that every week you were like, 
It's fucking dumb. I don't like this. I, I think it was dumb. I thought it was terrible. Well, you didn't like the paranormal stuff. You were Oh, I really... love the paranormal stuff. Are you kidding me? I love making fun of that shit. I think it's that stuff I find very entertaining because it's so fucking stupid that anybody would actually believe that shit. Okay, well, I'm not going to sit and get berated for half an hour. So that's You not... don't get berated. Oh, man. But then I love that stuff. But then the the true crime half of it you really you really don't like I don't like murder. Well, because I just I think I'm just an empathetic person, oddly enough. And I I just think about how terrible that must be for the family and the victim and everything. And I, to me, all the all this true crime um, media, all, all the these podcasts and TV shows and, and channels, whole channels dedicated yeah. to it. It's to me, it's it's almost like a celebration of, of this shit. You like know what exploitation. I mean? Exactly. That's a, that's a better way to put it. And that does not appeal to me. And and again, I, I can see how that might be perceived as hypocritical as somebody who I used to like, especially in the 90s and early in our relationship. I was really into horror movies. I was always finding these obscure movies and importing them and trying, you know, and then they'd get remade in America years later and stuff. But and, and same thing with, you know, some of the music I listen to, some of the, you know, there, there's some some murder in that but there's no actual victims in that stuff that's why i think that's okay because there is no family or sometimes you know if like in some of these songs like slayer songs and stuff they'll they're singing about stuff that has happened so i guess like slayer used to be obsessed with uh like the like the nazis not maybe obsessed is a bad way to put it but they would talk about some of the atrocities that the Nazis would commit. Right. But what they're doing is drawing attention to the victim so that they're not forgotten and to what to what was wrong in the Nazi regime so that it's not forgotten. And then repeated. Do you think? I do. No. You don't? With Slayer? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, I think they were looking for macabre subject matter to write songs. Okay, well. I, that's, I think that's but, what they were doing. But I do think, and granted, like, Investigation Discovery, I don't think they're trying to pay respects to anybody. I think they're no. trying to make money there at TV. Yeah. Well, I think all of these things are. I mean, that's why that subgenre or genre is, is so huge is when it comes down to it. And I, I mean, part of it, I can see why it's intriguing. I just it don't, is intriguing. I don't know how to make light of it because I don't think it's something to be made light of. It's not. It's not something to be made light of. It's but a, aren't a lot of these murder podcasts like comedy oriented? Yeah. I mean, literally, my favorite murder is under comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean. I, I don't. Well, there's a disconnect there for me, and I don't know how to get past it. Maybe you can help me. But you laughed because it's so awful. Like, what are you going to do? Cry? You just have a podcast where you just cry your way through it? Well, no, you just do what I do. Sit there in silence and think, I, I, I don't even have a joke for this. <laughs> like, That's so good. Nobody wants to listen to that. Exactly. That's what I mean. I don't, I've never listened to a murder podcast. I don't know how you make light of it. I've never, I haven't been good at it. I haven't figured it out. You tend to make fun of their names a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the easiest way. That's how we need. That's how we get more listeners. Talk about murders and their silly names. <laughs> and the names of the people in the investigations. You know what always fascinated me, though. I'm not gonna lie. Was like Charles Manson because he never killed anyone. You know. Yeah. That's always. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like that kind of. That's fascinating because I mean that dude had some serious power over those people to convince them to go do his bidding, to go commit murder that dude for him. was a fucked up genius. Yeah. To have that kind of mind control over somebody. Yeah. And those so people were I used to watch like any movie about Charles Manson and Red Helter Skelter and all that kind of stuff. I would love to have that kind of control over somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't use it to kill people. Yeah, what would you do with it? I would use it to make people give me money. Oh. Oh, well, you do that. You have you have pussy power. Yeah, but I already, do that. I already, just, I, already just have, like, <laughs> I already have your money. Right. That's what I mean. You already got that. <laughs> like that's, oh, I should have. Should have got someone. Should have aimed more, higher. Should have got someone with more money. <laughs> somebody above your station instead of below your station. Oh shit. <laughs> that's where you fucked up there. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah. But I'm yeah just like, like you're just. <laughs> I just, I think it's so interesting to me how you just don't understand the draw of true crime. Yeah. You just don't get it. Because you've liked it for years. Like you, I, have. I mean, I've liked it my whole life before yeah. you I had knew you. When we met, you had books. What borders? Everybody, I swear to God, everybody had Helter Skelter. But you had other, you yeah, had like the Zodiac had Killer books and, and all kinds like, of stuff. I had the John Gotti books. Like yeah. I, I would go to And then when borders, they came out with that station or that channel, whatever. Investigation Discovery. Yeah. And that show Snap. I remember when you would watch. I would, oh, on Oxygen. I'd come walking I'd, yeah. in the room and you'd be watching. Like, I'd hey, just, guys, if you guys want me to like host a show or something, I'll work on my non-regional diction and pronunciation for you. I remember walking in the room when you'd be watching these shows and I would be mildly horrified. <laughs> so before, I was just like, oh, she's planning to kill me. Yeah. Before she needs all this became, information. Before it became like a known trend that this was like something people watched. Yeah. Sean thought I was trying to kill him all the time. And again, I, you know, I, I don't talk to a lot of people. So I and I don't even know if any of the women that I know are into that besides you. I mean, I know that there's a couple of co-workers, but I don't all really talk the, to them. All the women you know are into this. Yeah. Yes. So. Everyone. But, but yeah, but at the time, I didn't know. I was just like, this is an oddly specific thing to be. Well, like, like I said, and it was weird because, uh, you know, I love horror horror movies but you know that was all about seeing the gore and the fantastical oh, i don't want to see the gore kills and all that kind of stuff i and just appreciating that stuff and then you know the mystery and the you know the whodunit and the cool looking monsters all that kind of stuff special effects like you were just you know finding out all these details about how yeah not only it wasn't really i mean there's a million ways to kill people that part's easy it's all about how how to get away with it that's what I was like. That's what she's learning. She's learning how to do cleanup. Like, what was that one you watched? I remember we watched one where uh, I think she was, I think she worked in the, I think she was like a doctor or a nurse or something. And she killed her husband, but she, but she set the house on fire. But, and she did it like in this brilliant way though. Oh, she was where, at, like, she wouldn't was spread. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was, was at work, work and, and like. And she came home on her lunch to, to But check. the problem was yeah. she had already killed her husband or something though. Like he was, he he was just in bed. He was paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it, she had injected episode. him with yeah. something. That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's that's some that's mind fuckery one. right there, yeah, man. That's a good one. 
Like that's some shit that never even occurred to me. Yeah, it's a good one. But at the same time, like it horrified me. It didn't make me want to watch another episode. <laughs> it made me just it scared me. <laughs> I, did, I wanted to. I didn't want to watch that anymore. That's, so that's why there's less and less true crime on this podcast is yeah, because I, just, I Sean doesn't react to it and he doesn't <laughs> interact with it. He's just silent. So he's meeting me with, oh, well, that's not good. Things like Carl Tanzler, like we can talk about stuff like that because there's parts in it for him, like, you know, paper tube vaginas. There's stuff that he can. He <laughs> well, that can was a creepy, with. freaked out story. I Stories get Stories like that we can talk about. But a lot of the like people are just, you know, like, oh, that guy killed his wife. Like right. there's not much to talk about there. So that's why we're steering away from that. This these next couple of weeks, we're going to do just unsolved mysteries in general for me. So that's fun. But I'm going to stay away from the more murdery side of life because <laughs> Sean doesn't like it. So if that's what you're here for, I'm sorry. What was the one? Oh, uh, Richard Ramirez. That was the one that really I, I didn't like that one. Yeah. Like, so, I always heard of him. But man, like that, that was so horrifying that that you just go around, pick some random house and just murder the people. Break in, And then, of course, the Golden State Killer. Yeah, we never covered him. I know, but I mean, just when you hear I'm, about that. I'm not that, going to cover him just because Sean will just be like. That dude makes me so angry. <laughs> like, I just get mad and I'm I feel so bad him. for the victims. I'm not going to cover him. If There's plenty of true pod, true crime podcasts you can listen to if you want to hear about him. But and he's just a fucking creep. He's a bad guy. And the whole time Sean will just be sitting there all angry, setting his jaw <laughs> like he is right now. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you set your jaw and you're just like. Yeah, I do really good impressions. Don't like it, dude. Yeah, so I, I can't help but just just think of like my family, my loved ones. I guess is what crosses my mind, and how how fucked up that is. Just it's just fucked up. It's wrong. You're such it's a just, sensitive little flower. I don't feel like I am, but maybe. I started crying when someone brought up that hotel room scene and planes, trains and automobiles the other day. So yeah. I'm a bit of a sensitive flower myself. So <laughs> I understand. Somehow I'm not when it comes to murder. No. Like but give a shit. when it comes to the living, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it for my topic. I just wanted to engage with you a little bit about that. I like the idea of a neighborhood of vampires. So. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> why not? Remember when I asked you, though, like. I asked you if you were covering werewolves this week. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's because I was, you know covering, <laughs> I was covering vampires. <laughs> I, might, I might cover Teen Wolf, the, the movie, not the TV show. I've never seen Teen Wolf. The original, the Michael J. Fox movie? Yeah, I've never seen they it. They did a sequel with Jason Bateman. I've never seen either. Wow. I've still never You're seen. Not missing out on a lot, to be honest. It's one of those. There's a lot of movies I have not seen. All right, guys, so I think that pretty much wraps it up this week. It's a shorter episode, you know, an hour. Yeah. So pretty That's short. Nice. Yeah. Nice, 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 short, concise to the yeah. point. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Always. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And we'll be back next week. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.